These are uncertain times. Our lives have changed in ways we never expected. But we are resilient and creative, finding new ways to support each other. Mercy One is innovating to keep you healthy, including virtual visits with your doctor, online screenings, and call-ahead options if you're concerned about possible COVID symptoms, and extra measures to keep patients in our clinics and hospitals safe. Mercy One is powered by 20,000 of your friends and neighbors, protecting your circle now more than ever. Hey everyone, this is Sherry Purdy. And this is Miriam Lake. And you are listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Today we have uh, Dr. Nick Edwards, and he's here to talk to us about um, the hospital-related pandemic, making sure that you guys know you don't need to stay away from the hospital for any emergencies or any inf- anything that you need. Don't let the virus keep you away. It's safe to come to the hospital for emergency or even non-emergency care that is not virus related. So Dr. Nick Edwards is going to talk to us about that. So we are going to throw it over to our friend Gwen in Dubuque. This is Gwen Hall Driscoll and I'm here with Michelle Arnsdorf and Dr. Nick Edwards, uh, who is a board certified emergency room physician for Mercy One here in Dubuque. Uh, Michelle and I are community education nurses. And today we are actually going to try and tackle um, the whole thing with healthcare and what it looks like post COVID-19. So first of all, I want to thank Dr. Edwards for taking time out of his schedule to um, talk to us about this. Um, it really important information as the hospitals kind of try and come back up online. And if you um, haven't been to a hospital for a while or hadn't needed our services, what that really looks like for everybody, because it's uh, there's been some changes. Um, certainly, um, it has changed how we lived our lives, and so it makes sense that it would change how healthcare looks. Um, so when I think back when all this started back in March, I remember all the stuff coming out, Dr. Edwards, about, you know, if you have symptoms, if you have any issues, um, they don't want you go. They didn't want you going to the ED. They wanted you to call your doctor. So, how do you think COVID has really changed healthcare in general and how that's being delivered? Yeah, it was. Uh, first of all, thanks for thanks for having me on here. Um, it was interesting back then because yeah, all the recommendations came out to you know stay home, especially if you have symptoms, stay home and call your doctor first. For us in the ER, it was. Uh, it was a bit of a ghost town for a while. I think a lot of people took that message and really took it to heart and they were staying home regardless of what they had. Um, our numbers in the ED, and I think you could see that kind of across uh, across the country and a lot of EDs um, had dropped like 50%. We were, we were looking around and wondering, you know, where all the really sick people were because wow. you know, certainly, pe- certainly people weren't stopping having heart attacks and strokes and things like that. I, I can guarantee it, but Right. Uh, for whatever reason, they weren't coming to the ER. Um, and so I guess that was a huge change initially. And then uh, um, we actually had a story that was in the newspaper not too long ago about uh, the fact that, hey, we're still open and you should you should come if you're if you're having emergency you know symptoms. We've actually seen our numbers increase over the past couple of weeks here. I don't know if it was a direct correlation to that or just because people are getting sick of staying home. But it was definitely a change initially. I mean, the people want to play by the rules. And so they were afraid if they came in for, you know, what have you, that we were going to get mad at them and, you know, ask them why they were there. I had numerous people come in for like, you know, laceration repairs, you know, fractured bones, people that should be there. And they were apologizing for coming because they knew how, how busy we were with like the COVID people and, it was almost, I would kind of chuckle every time, like, no, you guys need to be here as well. You don't need to apologize for this. So I think it was just kind of a learning curve for everybody. 
if I were to present to like to the ER today um, with what is expected for me to go in, like you talked about lacerations, broken bones, what would my experience be like? Is it, is it different? Is it the same? Um, I would say that the biggest difference is how we're we're screening people when they when they first come in. So um, there's actually a screener sitting at a table right inside the hospital doors before you even get to the ER waiting room. So you'll come in, they ask you questions about, uh, you know, have you had any symptoms of COVID-19? Have you been around anybody who's been positive? Um, have you had a fever? Then you actually have your temperature taken before you ever set foot in the waiting room. After that, uh, a nurse comes out and actually gets the patient and takes them directly to a room. Um, before you would go into like a triage room and you would speak with the nurse and speak with the admitting staff, um, kind of go through it that way. And then you would go to a room and now it's, it's more streamlined to kind of avoid people milling around in the waiting room. You go right from the screener table to your room in the ER and that's where kind of your care begins. So I, I would say that, that that's, that's been the biggest change. Um, people also notice that all staff members are wearing masks. That's kind of a hospital policy. Okay. Um, a lot of us, a lot of us have eye protection on, a lot of us wear face shields. So, and that's, you know, both to protect ourselves and um, to protect the patients as well. So people might right. find that kind of off-putting that we're wearing all the PPE, but again, it's, it's solely to protect everybody else. So that's, that's probably the biggest difference. So um, it certainly sounds like safety is, is a big, huge concern for the hospitals and for the people that they're taking under their care. Um, so when we talk about um, COVID, I've seen this new thing come up. And, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, you see this thing where it's a COVID free zone in the hospital. So I'm assuming it means that there's areas that are for people with COVID and areas that people with COVID just don't travel. So when we started kind of our um, COVID planning, I was actually on the uh the COVID surge committee for the hospital back when we were, we were talking about what was going to happen if we just saw this influx of patients with COVID-19. Um, so we designated certain, certain floors. First it was certain units and then it, it would kind of progress to certain floors if we had enough patients with COVID-19. So for a while there it was, and I, and I believe it still may be the, uh, the ICU was kind of the, the COVID zone where all the COVID patients would go. Um, if the ICU filled up, uh, they would start putting patients on the, the medical floor. So the third floor, and then it would go up to the, to the second, to the fourth floor, um, the surgical floor where they would put the COVID patients. So trying to separate. So the non COVID patients would be kind of up on fourth floor. And then the patients that had COVID-19 would be on the second floor on the ICU or on the medical floor. So that was kind of the way it was, it was designed. Um, but yeah, it was all, all in an effort to kind of separate patients that were, you know, didn't need to be around the COVID patients. So like a COVID free zone is almost another added layer of protection for people. Exactly. Like if you came in for a stroke and didn't have any symptoms, you would be separated from, from uh, people that are either under investigation for COVID or have COVID. Exactly. And then I I know for the hospitalists, for the hospitalist team, they actually have one of the hospitalists designated as the COVID rounder for, for that week. And so they round on all the COVID patients just just themselves. That way they're not going into other patients' rooms that don't have COVID-19. So that's kind of an added layer of protection for uh, physicians that are going to different rooms. So, 
Right, right. So we talked a little bit about, you know, what it was like for a patient to come into the ED and kind of how that has changed. Do you have any um, any insight on, on what it's like for now for a family member? Yeah, it's been quite different for family members. So definitely in the ER. Um, I mean, obviously, people that come to the ER are usually not having their best day. Um, so it's it's pretty normal for us to have, you know, two or three family members in a room at the same time with the patient. Now, with all of the restrictions, um, we're not allowing any family members to come in. Um, there are some extenuated circumstances like end-of-life care, and if, if there's a patient who has, like, dementia or they're confused or if it's like a pediatric patient, they can have a family member with them. But for, for anybody else, uh, no family members or visitors are allowed. So um, usually what happens is the family members lose their weight out in the waiting room or, or in their car. Um, and I've actually, a lot of us have actually gone out to vehicles to talk to family members, kind of give them updates or call them on their cell phone and give them updates. So it's, it's been quite different in that regard. Um, another question that, um, I think comes up a lot, you know, when we're talking, not necessarily just about COVID-19 and, and all that, but, um, I think people sometimes struggle like, well, when is it appropriate for me to go to the ER? What what would be a cause for me to go to the ER versus maybe calling my doctor or maybe going to an acute care? So that's always kind of a tricky question. We we get calls every day. You know, yeah. the nurses the nurses take calls uh, and people are asking, are you guys seeing normal patients or am I allowed to come if I don't have COVID-19? And the answer is, of course, you're allowed to come. I'm, we're, we're an emergency department. We're open, we're open for everybody. That being said, um, the things that we really don't want people to ignore are things like, you know, chest pain, shortness of breath, uh, stroke-like symptoms, so weakness or numbness on one side of your body or the other, uh, bleeding that won't stop, um, obviously a, a deformed limb, so a, a broken bone or something like that, we would want to see you. Right. But really, uh, for us, when we receive these phone calls, our, our message is always, look, we're not there looking at you. If, if you if you think it's an emergency and it's concerning you enough to call, uh, feel free to just come and have us have us check you out. We're not going to be mad that you came. Uh, right. we'd, we'd rather have we'd rather have you come in and be and be seen than stay at home and have it be something serious. So we're not going to be the second opinion department for something that's already been diagnosed necessarily. Um, this probably isn't the place to come for you know that pain that you've had for ten years that you want to get checked out. Uh, sure. we, we do we do see that. Um, but definitely for those emergent conditions that I laid out just before, I think, you know, we definitely want to see those people. So, All right. So people should not be afraid to come to the ED. Uh, absolutely not. No one, no one's going to be upset at you for coming in. Um, if, if it's something that's giving you anxiety and something that you're worried about is something that you feel is, is potentially a threat. I would much rather have you come in and be reassured than have you stay home and have something bad happen. And th- that message hasn't changed. That's, that's certainly still our philosophy. And I think, um, kind of maybe to wrap things up here is to kind of just talk a little bit about, you know, or just reiterate a little bit about the safety that is in place for people seeking treatment in the emergency department or in the hospital in general. You know, maybe you had a a knee surgery that you put off because of the COVID situation and we had limited um, uh, surgeries that we were doing. It's just that there are safety measures in place that you talked about and, you know, some other, other things that maybe you could, you could, could share with us. So yeah, um, at the end of the day, I mean, the hospital is still going to be a safe place to come if you need to seek healthcare. Um, every employee, when they when they arrive for work that day, is screened by the same screener that screens the patients, and so we all have to get our temperature taken. 
we all have to answer the same screening questions. So people aren't coming to work um, with symptoms because they're being screened before they come in. So that's number one. Um, we talked about wearing masks. All, all the employees are wearing masks. Um, and then we also talk about the, the COVID free zones, um, trying to separate people that have symptoms. So, um, I think those factors right there are very important for making it a safe place for everybody to come. Um, also, as far as elective surgeries go, um, I'm, I'm certainly not a surgeon, but I know that the, you know, when they're scheduling elective surgeries, they're testing people ahead of time for COVID. Um, so they're making sure that people that are having these surgeries, things that have been put off for a little while, that they're going to be, you know, symptom free and it's going to be safe for them to come and be around everybody else. So, um, before we wrap up, Dr. Edwards, is there um, anything else that you need to add? You sure made clarified some things for me, certainly about coming to the hospital and the ER and, and the safety things that are, that are in place. Uh, no, I don't think so. Again, I'll just reiterate that, you know, if, if people are having a condition or a symptom that is concerning for them and it's giving them anxiety and they're worried about it, um, we're happy to see you. We'd rather have you come in and be checked out than, than stay home and have something bad happen. So don't be afraid. We're not going to get mad at you for coming in. You know, we, we're, we're as much interested in your in your well-being as you are. So feel free to come and see us. Uh, again, this was uh, Michelle Arnsdorf and Gwen Haldriscoll from Community Education here in Dubuque. And again, thanking Dr. Nick Edwards, Emergency Board Certified Physician uh, for Mercy One. Thanks, Gwen, and thanks, Dr. Nick, for all your great information. And be sure to stick around because we have lots of great episodes coming up. And if you need some more information, just email us at podcast at mercyhealth.com. And as always, guys, live your best life. Mm-hmm.